Welcome to Autism Weekly, the podcast that discusses autism news, current events, and inclusion. Each week, we welcome a guest to the program to share their unique perspective and expertise as it relates to the fascinating world of autism. I'm your host, Jeff Skibitsky. I'm the founder and president at ABS Kids. I've been in the field of autism and applied behavior analysis as a clinician and advocate for nearly two decades. This week, we welcome Jamil Owens to the podcast to share his real-world experience fathering his 12-year-old son with autism. Jamil is an incredibly passionate autism dadvocate based out of Philadelphia who hosts an Instagram series called The Awesome Show, and that's awesome, A-U-S-O-M-E. The Awesome Show assists fathers of awesome children by offering a platform that educates, motivates, and encourages men to be awesome for their children on the spectrum. Jamil, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited on this, uh, this nice uh, uh, winter day. <laughs> we'll leave it like that. <laughs> uh, you know, and we appreciate you coming on because there aren't that many fathers who are out there speaking so passionately and empowering uh, in the autistic world. So how did the awesome show come to be? Wow. Uh <laughs> so many different parts. First off, I mean, before I actually start, I want to give a shout out to all the awesome parents out there, grandparents, awesome caretakers. Um, it, it only takes but one strand of motivation um, in order to do what I've done and what so many other people have done before me. And hopefully more will continue to do after me. Um, you know, this started off just basically as a man just being tired of, of not seeing adequate services for my son Shane and awesome children just like him. Um, so you're, you're talking about an everyday blue collar worker. You know, I go to work, I, you know, I make, you know, make ends meet and I come home and, and I'm playing with my child and I'm trying to uh, negotiate with my mind and my feelings on how to be a real effective parent for my son. What I came up with simply and this was back in 2016 was, okay, you know what? Autism Speaks Walk is coming to Philadelphia. I want to go ahead and I want to have a team for my son. Great. Started that, but with my background in so many different uh, employments, uh, you know, employers, excuse me, I used to work for Clear Channel Radio at one point. So I used to do a lot of marketing uh, with advertisement. So I said, you know what? I'm going to blow this out the park. I'm not just going to do a team, but I'm going to make my own slogan. I'm going to make, you know, merchandise to sell and I'm going to give it to Autism Speaks because they're going to help the community. So that's what I did. Um, made my own slogan, my tagline, was able to do shirts, wristbands. I had a, 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 a donation drive. I had everything planned out, was able to raise over $2,500. One father, $2,500 that I donated to Autism Speaks. But after that, I still felt like I wasn't doing enough. And that was the point where I said, you know what? I think I want to try actually doing radio myself. No experience, no know-how, don't even know how to put together a radio script on how they do the workings. But I sat and I studied and I said, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I started the awesome show. Um, but the content, the content, the information that I gave on the shows, the guests, that was all provided by me. And I enjoyed doing it because I put myself basically in a parent situation, which I am an awesome parent, and said, what would I want to hear and from who? So I had amazing guests. 
had people from fathers to autistics themselves, uh, paraprofessionals, ABA therapists, OT therapists. I had even Christian rappers who have children on the spectrum come on the show and give their perspective as well. But the one thing that I have to beat myself up every single day is what am I doing to promote healthy understanding of those individuals with disabilities, such as autism, such as cerebral palsy, all across the board. What am I doing? Because I am one of those individuals. So I speak up about that. Um, since then, Awesome Show has been great. Um, I've been premiered on uh, several magazine articles I produced. I've been a part of uh, many panel discussions. I've also has been able to put out my first book on Amazon, uh, which was released this year. Um, and I'm working on my second book right now. And also, too, I was able to start uh, my own nonprofit called Awesomeness Incorporated, which I'm very excited to actually uh, uh, get into gear starting in 2022. And this is just going to be an amazing, amazing uh, asset uh, for parents out there. So uh, I don't want to go on and on because there's so many different pieces of my life. But, you know, I, I just thank God that I'm able to speak out and that people are interested in my story. But I'm able to push someone to be that next advocate, and especially the men, the fathers, which I had a hard time doing uh, when I first heard my son was diagnosed. I mean, I, I hear so much passion in what you're doing, but you also see it. I mean, it looks like it's branch to branch to branch, growing that uh, ability to speak to more and more people and to empower them. This all has to start somewhere, and it, it doesn't typically start with the hardship. It, it starts with seeing the ability of your child. Mm -hmm. And the strengths of them. Do you have that wow moment where, you know, you, you looked at Shane and you said, this is my awesome child. They have so many wonderful strengths and skills. And I want to be able to help other fathers see that in their children on a regular basis. It, it definitely was a wow moment. It's funny that you asked me this. I, I remember um, specifically, I was going through a rough time in life because life can throw us a whole lot of different curveballs. It really determines on how we stand up and, and, and able to dodge those curveballs or at least adapt to them. And I remember I was in a bad situation with my living arrangements, uh, just lost my job. Uh, someone that I was dating at that time, uh, they walked out of my life and I felt as though I was worthless and I didn't have anything. And that's when I really discovered the true power um, of my faith, which is Christianity and God. And, and I got on my knees and I just prayed to God. Now, my son was in the apartment at the time, but he was in a room. He had cartoons playing. And for some reason, he came out. He came out of his room and he gave me a hug out of nowhere. And at that point in time, I was like, okay, God, you gave me this child because this is the strength I need. You are physically here because you're here in my heart, but you gave me another piece of you, something that cannot be be tarnished, something that, that will never, ever uh, be misconstrued from my heart directly to his. And I used that and I said, oh, my God, I've been I've been neglecting my blessing the whole time. That gave me the strength to get up off my feet give thanks for that and, and, and start to really piece together what was lacking in my heart as a man, you know, empathy, compassion, um, you know, all the things that that really truly make an alpha male in these days, which we are we are subconsciously oblivious to because we're, you know, superseded by what you need to be, what you need to have, what you need to wear. I, it, it was simple. Love. 
it was simple it was so simple so that was that wow moment i was like oh my god shane is a, is a superhero he has a has a superpower he's awesome and that's what really really started motivating me to get up off my feet and really just go hard for individuals who can't do what they need to do it's it's funny how our children can bring about so much purpose in our own lives mm -hmm. it helps you to kind of focus and to drive but there's a journey to that and that's kind of what i want to get into is that with any of this it's understanding all those steps that mm -hmm. each of these parents and and we'll talk to the aspect of a father going through mm -hmm. on the journey of of awesomeness with their child and the and i guess the first step is what was it like that path to getting a diagnosis for shane and what were the feelings as a father at that point i what were your feelings at that point, not understanding all that that would entail and, and probably not even understanding everything about the diagnosis at that point? Mm -hmm. What can you bring us back to that experience? So it's 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 funny with that, too, because I just released the article um, in Autism Parenting magazine that depicts exactly my thoughts right before going into the building um, for the autism diagnosis. And the thing about this, the very funny thing is now uh, I actually worked for Children's Hospital Philadelphia. Um, I just recently started there and I actually went on three floors, three different floors, three separate buildings. One of them being the actual building where Shane was diagnosed, the actual floor. And it was like, oh, my God, the feelings just hit me. You know that, oh, my God, I know this place, but I can't remember where. And then it hit me and I'm like oh this is where it started you know um it was hard it was hard because you know i had just like i said i had a lot of different things going on in my life um i'm not going to say i had the roughest childhood um but i did have a lot of things that really hindered my growth at that time and i was too egotistical and too stubborn to really open up to my wife at that time which is shane's mother um and i held it in and hearing the autism diagnosis is is like the end of the world too, especially for the men. And and, and I want men to really pay a clen close attention to this, especially the moms. We are very reserved with our feelings because we are scared to be vulnerable. Now, a lot of people will be like, "No, no, no, I'm vulnerable, man. Let's let's really be real at this point in time. We are taught at an early age to be tough." to be masculine, to be assertive on what we want, um, to really go for that, you know, that, that, that guts and glamour, whatever, whatever we're looking to do. We're not really taught to show emotion and compassion. Um, and this was one of the times I wish I really did have it. So getting the autism diagnosis, I was blank. It, there was no feeling. Um, I resulted more to the why me God, this is not fair. I want to hit that restart button. I, I want a different child. I even resorted down to contemplating me leaving because I was like, this is, I can't do this. This is not, I, I'm not strong enough to actually do this. Most importantly, men, please continue to listen. I wasn't there for my partner, you know, my wife at that time. What does she need? What does she hear? Because even though you hear the word autism, your partner could be sitting two or three feet away from you and hear that totally different than what you're actually taking it. So I wasn't there for her. And most importantly, my son, Shane, how, what, how was he doing? You know, what is going on in his mind, in his world at that time? Um, 
it, it was tough. It was tough. And, you know, instead of talking to my partner at that time, um, I resorted to going outside, you know, of, of my marriage and, you know, alcohol and, 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 and occupying my time with, with other, other women and, 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 and friends. And I have to be truthful with this because I don't want another man to walk down that line. Your greatest asset in understanding the awesomeness that is coming from your child in this situation is your child and your partner. You cannot be without them too. If you decide to go without them too, it will be a long, long road. And I don't want you to go down that road like I did. I really don't want you. So men, please take the time to process your feelings with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your child's mother, process that feelings, but also hear her feelings and love on your child even more. Um, you know, it, it it came down to a, a unfortunate divorce. And I don't, I, I like to tread on this lightly because I don't want to say autism is the reason for divorce, but it can pile on to life's issues. And if we don't go head on with these life issues, that's just another thing. And it could be the breaking point for a lot of people. Um, so, you know, it came to the point where me and his mother divorced and, you know, in the midst of that, it was a lot of self-discovery, but also just like I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, just that that time where I was broken down and, you know, I was, you know, a weekend warrior dad, had him every other weekend and, and fathers is not enough. Get your child more and more and more. Discover who your awesome child is. And 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 you know what? I got my eyes open. You know, I got my eyes open, but most importantly, I got my heart open and the compassion that I felt in that one moment trumped anything in my life. And this is the same compassion that I try to spill out to, to total strangers, to mothers who are going through it, to fathers, to grandparents, to autistics themselves, because they are beautiful individuals. They're my son. They're a part of me. So, um, you know, that's that's where it started from. You know, that, that's where it really, really originated from. Men, there is no such thing as a reset button. There is no such thing as a reset button. You've been given this blessing for a reason because you need to change in some aspect in your life. Now, I, I could be touching a chord with some man out there that will just sit there and be like, well, how do you know me? You don't know anything about my life. I don't. But what I do know is that as long as you're breathing here on earth, you have a bigger purpose than where you're at right now. And it's not going to be easy, but you will be able to get through that. And you will discover the beauty in all this world if you simply just pull off the layers of callousness of your heart. Let your child help you with that. Let your family help you with that. Now, I, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to put that out there and, and to talk through that and be so open and public about you know, vulnerabilities. They all exist. And I do want to get back to discussing some of those support systems and everything. Mm -hmm. But before we go there, you had mentioned is that, you know, the the alpha male and, and every dad is going to be different. And then so I mean, this might be a stereotype, but oftentimes is that the way that a, a father might engage their child if they share that characteristic of being an alpha male is physical, is that they want to play uh, rough. They want to play sports. They want to do that. And some of that disconnect that they might share with their child is that the child may be not wanting to engage that same way. Sensory-wise, it might not be the right fit. Motor-wise, they might not have the skills. Yes. How have your conversations gone with other fathers about maybe them feeling, I missed that part. Like, this isn't what I thought was going to be my life. And how do they pivot to, you know, there's other ways that I need to engage my child that's more about them, less about me. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you another story because 
Um, the, the, the great thing about me, and I have to give all praise through, through to my wife, is that she encourages me to be open and available to fathers. Um, on the back of my business card, I have my personal email address, uh, which is for the show, but also my personal cell phone number. And I hand this out with the intentions for men to call me directly to speak without any walls, without anything, and without judgment too. And we can even meet sometimes and talk face to face. Um, this one particular gentleman from uh, New York, his name is Glenn too, funny enough. Um, shout outs to Glenn. Um, him and his son, uh, he was having a rough time and he came across my page and he was like, you know, brother, I, I'm listening to your content and you're amazing. I'm having a rough time with my son. He called me one time and he said, hey, Jay, it's raining up here in New York and my, my son won't get out the rain. He, he just won't leave the rain and, and I'm getting frustrated. And now he's on the ground in the rain in a park in New York City and I don't know what to do. And I said, Glenn, why don't you lay down in the rain with him? What, it, what is stopping you from experiencing what your son is enjoying with this one moment of, of nature? What, what's stopping you? Is it because you're worried about the feelings of other people, passersby? Or, or maybe it's because you just don't wanna get your clothes wet. Those are all valid reasons. I'm not gonna dismiss them, but you have to connect with your child in a different format than what the world plays out that your child is supposed to be like. Yes, your child is supposed to be, you know, the best possible that they can be, an athlete, a doctor, uh, a carpenter, whatever the case may be, a lawyer, whatever the case may be, but your child is your child. And these awesome children are unique and they have a place in our, our society, which we have not even discovered yet. We are barely touching the surface on a beauty in these children and how they'll impact our society and make it better. So I encouraged them. I said, Glenn, take yourself out of father mode and just be there with them. Forget everybody else, cloud that, and just lay in the rain with them. And Glenn, he, he, he went silent and he said, okay, I'm gonna call you back. And I didn't hear from him for about two hours. And he texted me back and he said, Jay, that had to have been the most happiest I have ever been with my son in my life. I literally laid down, didn't care about getting dirty, on the ground, in the rain, and we sat there and we smiled and we laughed and we giggled. And it, it and, and then I said, hey, you want to go get ice cream? And he got right up and we went and got, got ice cream. I think the more I talk to fathers and the more I challenge their perspective because I'm challenged every single day on my perspective with my son. But the more I challenge their perspective on what it is to be a person, not a man, but a person, I, I give them a point of humility that is lost in this day. And, 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 and it's not totally lost. We still have it, but it's lost. And when I challenge that man, he's, he's taken back, but he listens to me. Because for one, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that cares and I give them a different perspective that they may have never heard before in that moment, you know? Um, that's just a story that will forever stick with me because, you know, I could have told them something totally different. I could have told them, well, you gotta pick your child up and if they go kicking and screaming, then, you know, it is, you know, calm them down and, you know, redirect them, but no, join them. My son loves trains. We go on a train ride 
every month he picks a particular line on SEPTA that he wants to travel from the beginning or the end. I lie to you not. Some days I am very exhausted from work and I just want to relax in the house and sleep. But I have to make that sacrifice and bond with my son. The reason is because I have to be in his world to understand who he is as a person and what makes him tick. And every month that I do it, I feel so much closer to my son. Just imagine if I was still that person three or four years ago that wanted that reset button and didn't want to do that. No, and, and what you're describing, I mean, you you hear stories like this all the time, but you don't oftentimes hear the story of the Glenn out there or, or the story of, of yourself where you took the opportunity to realize what was important for your child and their perspective and their perception of the world around them and decided to join them. And it's yeah. oftentimes that joining of somebody that creates that, uh, that feeling of trust and then the ability to continue to empower them to be who they are and be the best them. Yes. When you entered into the school system with Shane, mm. your son, that's where I feel like as a father, it's like, okay, now I need to take this trust that took me a while to build those same skills for myself. And now I am entrusting an entire school system to be doing this for my child in my absence. So mm -hmm. how how do you take that that advocate <laughs> in you and be able to help empower people to encourage the schools to do what you just did with Glenn, but to do it on a broader system-wide basis, help the school to empower your child. I encourage, um, you know, my son has been uh, blessed with a, a phenomenal educational team um, since uh, beginning, um, you know, elementary school up until now. Uh, these individuals really care about who my son is as a person. And I think that is the biggest thing um, us as parents, awesome parents, or just parents in general, we send our children to school with the notion that, hey, you know what? You as a teacher signed up for this job. You went to school to get this education. Now you need to teach my child because that's what you signed up for. The, the bare minimum that I ask for educators to be when it comes down to my child is just a person. It's just a person. I don't care about the plaque on your wall if you're a person that has anger you know, towards uh, a sense of family, you know, I, I need your heart to be in the right place. Because if your heart's in the right place, you could teach somebody to, to do times table, you could teach somebody how to who teach history, but you can't teach somebody how to love on another person as if if they're their own, if that makes sense. I, I always look at that. I don't have any requirements. So when I when I'm walking into a new school building and I'm introducing myself, IEP meetings, um, just regular concert. My son was just in his uh, his winter concert playing a cello, um, dropping them off at school. And, and one of the outside, uh, uh, you know, safety officers are out there. And when I'm introducing, hey, how you doing? My name is Jamel Owens. This is my son, Shane. Um, how are you? First thing. Great. Cool. Listen, he's a great kid. I know you're a great person. Just look out for them. I'm not appealing to who they are or what their title. I'm appealing to who they are as a person. So I think more if we as parents start to really, really sink in and, and, and really organize our thoughts and our, our concerns to who the person is, get to know them as a person outside of being an educator, I think that will help us 
with that release of our child into the school system. This person is going to be educating your child. Get to know them, you know? And, and you know, just the idea of being able to establish a bigger community of, mm -hmm. of stakeholders, bigger community of caretakers for your child. It isn't like, hey, you know, I'm dropping them off. You go fix what's going on. It's exactly. to be a part of this team. And I hear that description coming out and what you're just uh, discussing here. And I think yeah. it's so important for people to take that step back and look at the humanity side to it is that it's challenging on teachers. It becomes less challenging if they see you as a support system for them as well and a liaison to be able to help provide better care. But that gets back into, I guess, what you brought up earlier. It's mm -hmm. you can't take care of everybody else if you don't take care of yourself yes. first. And you have to be in a good space to be able to advocate, to be able to yes. raise a child, and to be able to take care of all of the needs that you need personally in the right way. So tell me about this experience. I guarantee that you've spoken to numerous families where mental health is one of the hardest things to be able to achieve when 24 seven, you're trying to take care of everybody else. Yes. So how do you do that? The first thing that I, I, I always tell parents is in, in people in general, um, you know, the men as, as men, as, as wanting to be leaders and head of the households is that you, you got to find a spiritual grounding. I'm not here to convince you on any particular religion, whatever it may be, because I've, I've researched so many different religions and, and, and so many different aspects of the, of the, of the laws and, 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 you know, the, the, you know, commandments and every one of them thrive off of love. So I think that we have to start building that foundation, that first level right here, finding a spiritual grounding. Once we find a spiritual grounding, we first learn how to manage the stressors of life because we understand that these things are going to come and they're going to go. But your life has to continue. Your life has to continue and that there's always promise of something better after that particular stressor. But also, too, when you get past that stressor, now you're on the next level of being able to love on those correctly. When you're able to love your family correctly, everything falls in order. I don't know about you, man, but if I go to work and my household is in disarray, then I can't perform my job at work because I'm not grounded correctly. So we have to come up with a solution. That's not going to be if you're not pouring into the individual that you love and vice versa. Now for the single parents out there, you might be like, oh, well, Jay, you know what? That's a little bit hard for me because I'm single. Yes, you are single, but you are ready and able to actually find the spiritual grounding yourself and receive that love directly from that spiritual grounding until you are given the blessing of a person that will be able to pour into you. There's no excuse. You must have that first. When that takes place, your mental capacity changes. Now you look at things the half the, the glass half empty. You don't look at it as, oh my God, I don't have anything or I'm without this. You look at it like, okay, this is what we have. Let's let's dig in. Let's let's make it work. You know, let's turn these 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 lemons to lemonade. Let's make what we have work and let's just be happy about life that we're still breathing. Mental health is a major, major issue these days. Um, unfortunately. We have things on the news, on the radio. We have unfortunate events because this is real life. Parents, I implore you, male, female, grandma, grandpa, caretakers, 
if you are having a hard time grasping your awesome child, life right now, what you're experiencing, what you're going through, seek out help. That could be as a therapist. That can be going to a Facebook group. Um, that could be going to your local church, whatever it may be. Don't be too prideful to speak up and speak out about what's going on in your head because it's going to affect your heart. And if it affects your heart, it's going to affect your family. So, you know, I, spiritual grounding and speaking up, two of the biggest things that I promote because I'm I'm a product of it. I have problems. I'm not perfect. Just because I'm on this interview doesn't mean that I have it all together. I'm learning every single day. My wife is teaching me every single day. My sons are teaching me every single day. My Everybody is teaching me every single day. And sometimes I have problems and difficulties. But you know what? I get back up and I speak transparently to you, the audience, because I want you to know that you're not alone. Something else that us awesome parents always feel. We're alone. No one understands us. No, I love you. I understand you. I'm here. We all love you. And we're all here. But we want you to be the best version of you for your awesome child and your awesome family for the community. And, th and thank you for sharing that, Jamil. Just, so many parents have reached out to say, you know, I, I'm here every single day. I'm taking care of my needs of my child every single day. They don't often take that step back to look at and to understand that, you know, everything that they've done has so much value and that they themselves have so much they're giving up and that they're putting out there and appreciate what they have done. And I think that it's important to do that is to realize that, you know, all the effort that you put in has such a big impact for everybody else and that you need to be able to take time for yourself to celebrate that at times. Um, where, and, and just listening to all the ways that you've explored this and, and put it out there is that I want to encourage people to go and listen to your Instagram series, because I think it's going to be important to hear and just to share these experiences and the motivation behind it hopefully we'll create that echo effect of parents being able to talk to one another. And it, it ripples through the community where people are saying, yeah, you know what, let's do this. Let's do it the right way. Let's take mm -hmm. care of one another. Where can we get access to this Instagram series? So, uh, you know, I have my Instagram page, my Facebook page. So Instagram is the awesome show. One word, T-H-E-A-U-S-O-M-E-S-H-O-W. Um, on Facebook, it's spelled the same way, of course, just spaced out, the awesome show. Um, uh, also, too, Spotify, Apple Play, um, you can find my podcast, simply titled The Awesome Show. Um, just really some episodes on topics that I've always thought about as far as being an awesome parent. I put into words and just really just give my opinion, you know, and I love to hear feedback. I love to connect with people. Um, that may have a different perspective than what I have, or maybe be able to um, enlighten me on some information I may have missed, because that's what the community is about. It's about sharing. You know, I, I think of the, the autism community as a, a amazing example of how the internet works. The internet connects users and information on a daily basis. The same thing goes for the autism community. It's amazing, but it's filled with so much love. And I want to keep it that way. This is the reason why I do this. Um, I've done so many different interviews. I'm blessed to be on, on, on this podcast, on, on this series. Thank you for having me. You can check out all my interviews, my perspective, but most importantly, my book too, uh, which is a 15-day devotional for autism parents. Once again, 
It doesn't necessarily have to be a religion that you find um, enlightens you, but it gives you a, a grounding on things in my life, what happened and how I put them to biblical principles, because now I'm enlightened to see my heart has opened up. I'm able to love on others. So it's it's you know, life is a puzzle. God gave you a cheat sheet. Um, you can find that book on Amazon. Um, support it. Uh you know, it's just it's it's just my life. It's just transparency. Um, that's really all I got. If you if you go to Google, it's funny. Like one day I sat back and I was like, oh, let me see, let me Google myself. And I Googled myself and I seen everything that I, I've been doing. And you know, I, I give I give you know praise to to you know my my religious uh father, which is God. I, I give praise to him, I give praise to my wife for really pushing me to be the best that I could possibly be. I'm here to serve, you know, the public, a uh, volunteer firefighter, you know, here in Hatfield, shout out to Hatfield uh, Fire Company, all my brothers and sisters. Um, I work security. I protect, you know, people at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, um, EMT. Um, it's just about serving people. And it's funny because I've always liked to do it, but I was always out there for the wrong purpose. I was out there for the money. And now it's just like, hey, you know, let me just do this because someone in this world needs protecting. Someone needs to to be, you know, um, advocated for. And sometimes, you know, I have to step in because I've been in that position where I, as a parent, couldn't speak and I didn't feel no wrong about it. And and someone stepped in for me and they spoke. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It, it wasn't no envy. It was just gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. And the more people I infect with this love, the more that they'll infect other people. And you know what? I'm just doing something before I leave this planet, you know, leaving a legacy for my son to hopefully see one day. And thank you for doing just that, Jamil. And, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast today to share this. I think that the model that you're giving right now of being able to be vulnerable and open yourself up. I think that's something that all of us fathers can learn from because yes. it, it does allow you to be able to see the world from a different lens and then also to accept supports. But thank you so much for joining our podcast today. And hopefully we can keep in touch. And I'd, I'd love to hear your son and his musical ventures sometime. Oh, definitely, and, and definitely. He, he's, he's, he's definitely, he loves the cello. He loves trains more, but he loves the cello. And, and you guys are, you know, family of the awesome show. So anything that we can do for you guys, you know, all you got to do is just drop me an email and I'm right there to support you guys. Um, it, like I said, it's a blessing being on here. Um, it's a blessing getting to know you, uh, you know, everybody on your staff. And, and I look forward to a, a prosperous relationship and have a very prosperous new year. If I don't talk to you, enjoy the blessings that you've been blessed with this year and more to come next year. Thank you for listening to Autism Weekly. We hope you tune back in next week to learn more about autism in the real world. Autism Weekly is now found on all the major listening apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Subscribe to be notified when we post a new podcast. Autism Weekly is produced by ABS Kids. ABS Kids is proud to provide diagnostic assessments and ABA therapy to children with developmental delays like autism spectrum disorder. You can learn more about ABS Kids and the Autism Weekly Podcast by visiting abskids.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you again next week.